Oh hi, oh hello, welcome to Playing Dress Up. This is the first episode of the podcast. I literally don't know how this is going to go down. I literally don't have a structure for how I want this to go down. Um, I literally just came back from work, so I'm kind of tired and I've been drinking whiskey. So we're going to see how this rolls out. Now, we're starting off our first episode with truly a bang. It's one of my good friends. You know him. You love him. I mostly refer to him as the Nishinoya of the Northeast just because he has a generic name. And literally all of my (laughs) friends know exactly who it is when I refer to him as it. He once wore sneakers to a wedding and immediately came to a con right after the reception. He's truly our generation's real-life Benjamin Button. I've had the pleasure of cosplaying with this man multiple times. It's Dan of Torino Cosplay. Oh, Dan. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hello, Dan. This is going to be a complete disaster. <laughs> I can't believe I got to set the bar, but you're tru- I'm ready. You're truly the first one. So we get to see how this goes. And if it's going to be a disaster, if it's worth continuing for a few hundred episodes, or we kill it right now and we just bury <laughs> the beast and pretend it never existed online. But truly, Dan, tell us more about yourself. I I left a lot to be explained, so feel free to go on. Oh, oh man, Nishinoya of the Northeast. <laughs> you have that's, no idea, uh, like it it that's sticks. Been so long, <laughs> but it honestly, oh, your legacy. <laughs> it is. I mean, I did cosplay the, that guy for like I don't know three whole years, maybe even longer. Three whole years, and like the fact that literally you didn't wear a wig, you used your own hair. So like in yeah. in real life, you literally were Nishinoya. <laughs> I think honestly, that's probably like the only reason why I have any kind of like notoriety is because I used my hair. You use your real hair. You literally have the same exact build as this character. Truly, a bunch of like sixteen-year-old girls were constantly losing their shit anytime you like were around. They're like, oh shit, it's Nishinoya. He's real. We gotta oh, take no. a photo with him. Child. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, please, I am old. I am haggard. <laughs> no, seriously, I am. I remember one. Oh man, was it Katsukon? It was a Katsukon. It might have been like. My first Katsukon. Uh, I think like uh, some 17-year-old girl tried to give me her phone number. Oh, she's and, uh, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't uh, the best of times. And, I, re- uh, I was like, oh, sorry. I am uh, I am in my mid-20s. But thank you for uh, the interest. I'm flattered. <laughs> I fully remember when you told us about that, like moments after it happened. And I literally was like, Dan what happened you're like yeah you wouldn't believe it this little girl thought i was her age hit me up and i was like this is insanity this can only happen at a con because it's like oh yeah no other place can you imagine a full 16 year old girl would come up to a man like in his like late 20s and be like you cute I could do it. And you're just like, no, this is against the law. This is insane. You have no shame. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, it's also like what I like to always describe is that cons are always like the twilight zone of society where like the rules that you know can go out the window very fast if you're like not careful. and You're just like, "Mm, let's keep a leash on everything. Like everybody calm down. We are still in society. We are in fully a hotel. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, I turn 18 in like, you know, a few months and see if that makes it anybody. No. It does not. (laughs) Nothing helps. We are still (laughs) bound by laws in this state. I am coming from out of state. Please put it back in the pants. It's it's truly it's I like this is you always have like the wildest stories because when I say Benjamin Button, I think like my favorite fact about you is that literally when you were a teen in high school, you looked way older than you actually do now and it makes no sense to me <laughs> oh yeah that's a real thing i was like i look like a uh, 35 year old mexican boy I... <laughs> when i was 18 <laughs> it, 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 it was like if i can ever find it 
it was it was insane. I was like between like you growing your like preteen mustache out, but like and then like you were just like insanely tan as a child because like we were always like out and about as like kids, and it's just like you look at you now and everybody's like, what happened? You you're Benjamin Buttoning. You you have the fountain of youth within you. We need to find it out. Help that- doesn't help that I also have braces now. <laughs> I, 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 I totally forgot that you got braces because you're like, I have good insurance now. And I was like, oh, right. Dan fully has metal in his mouth now. I mean, it'll pay off in like three years, but I bet you get carded very easily. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just uh, it doesn't help now. Like, oh, you must be uh, in your teens. No, I'm, I'm 30. I'm twice your age. I'm old enough to be your irresponsible dad who had you at a very young age like it it's always (laughs) it's always great because i was like i feel like even like when we go to like when you used to visit me a lot in like new york like we would go to bars and i'd like walk in very casually i am much younger than you and then you would get carded i was like they got the wrong one like (laughs) (laughs) i fucking wish yeah me walking in what was that time we went at that one club in New York, and I was just walking in with like a Reptar T-shirt. Oh my God, you really? <laughs> <laughs> a place I had no business being. Oh! <laughs> oh my God! Too impressed. I I I feel like I blacked that out of my memory very specifically. <laughs> now I fully remember. Like we were fully in K Town, and like you were like, ah, oh, I just came back from volleyball, and I was like, you couldn't wear any other shirt today. Like, no, I'm wearing my reptile shirt. I'm feeling good, and I was just like, I guess, <laughs> I guess we're going to the bar and getting a drink. <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna take me to like I don't know a top floor freaking nightclub in K Town. I, I thought we we're just gonna go to like. I don't know, the, what was it, the Continental or something. No, not the Continental. That thing finally shut down. Thank God. The world is a much better place before it. You know, no place should ever have, like, 10 shots of anything for, like, $5 or whatever that crazy ass deal was. It's insane. Ugh. But, God. Breaking your glasses, doing the Macarena. Me... (laughs) Me fully breaking my glasses because I decide to fully 100% in a almost near blackout, fully dab halfway through the Macarena for whatever reason. And then um, the moment it like shatters upon the floor is the moment I like sober up insanely fast. <laughs> and I'm like immediately dropped to the floor trying to find my glasses. I think I find one half and I vividly oh. remember it. Oh, Dude, yes, because we found one half. We we thought we found one half, uh, like later on, and then for like two months, something like that. You wore circle lenses because they were prescripted, and uh, you had no glasses for the longest time. And then like several several months later, I remember you going through your wardrobe and finding the other half of your glasses in your pocket. So like you must have like picked it up at one point, completely forgot you picked it up, and then you found the other half that you thought was the only half that existed. In like my full blackout, I like found the one. I was like, oh, I'm good. And then and the other half of me blacking out at that place, I hid the other half. I found fully found it on the floor, put it in my coat pocket, and then like I never wore that jacket because I like kind of grew out of it. And then like I found it again in my closet, like seven months after the fact. <laughs> And I was like, mm, let me wear this. This is cute. And then I fully found the other half of the glasses. I was like, I'm an idiot. I was wearing purple contact lenses at work, yelling at people about money. <laughs> like, and they were like, we got to take this kid seriously. <laughs> oh. Hey, it's a power move coming in with purple contacts. It, I'm pretty sure some people looked at me crazy, but like, I would always look down and be like, mm, I don't know what you're talking about. These are my natural eyes. Like, like an insane man. And. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I got away with half the shit that I did. Ugh. What a time. But, Dan. Dan. Tell us. Tell us. What do you do at conventions? Uh, let's see. If there's an event to be had. <laughs> like, uh... Cosplay games. <clears throat> like, they have, like a, there's a... There's a few of them out there. Like, whether it's a cosplay chess or a deathmatch or... Something of that sort. You may have seen, like dating games or whatnot. <laughs> like I like to participate in those. Okay, so now uh, mostly. 
Go. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. So I was like, keep in mind, some people on this podcast might not even know what these things are. We are in the know. We fully know. So you will have to sometimes explain, especially cosplay deathmatch. I think cosplay deathmatch is an insane thing, but it's so fun to watch. But like on paper, it's like, you're like, I would never do this. So p- can you please enlighten us on cosplay deathmatch? All right. So death is well, as it sounds like you are pitted up against other cosplayers to be judged mercilessly. <laughs> but so it's a, go. You get brought up. You get brought up on stage. You know, like one at a time, and uh, the host has the crowd vote for who they like better. It's basically a popularity contest. Who they like better, and who would they like to see die in a, you know, in a, in a combat. In a staged combat, of course. Uh, so it's pretty wild. Uh, quality varies drastically depending on, you know, <laughs> who's on stage and, you know, who, who they're cosplaying and whatnot. So you will, you'll have uh, some people who are, like, more inexperienced who kind of just stand there and then fall over awkwardly. And then you have the more experienced choreograph you know a really cool fight scene and you know make it look really good yeah and i think like my favorite thing about like cosplay deathmatch it's like because occasionally there'll be like panels at conventions and sometimes they're held in like smaller rooms and the bigger rooms are like reserved for like these like bigger guests but like cosplay deathmatch literally i feel like almost like takes place in a concert hall like it is like mass seating of like a thousand plus people or like 500 to a thousand and like it's not just like casual people like that will happen to walk in for like a con like anime boston for example it is like one of the premier events and like i don't know what it is about like watching like a gang of like 16 year old girls scream their like very essence of life out of their body about their favorite character on stage which is played by like your regular person who's just like i like this character too like it's insanity, but I love oh, yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hundred dependent, a hundred percent dependent on like who's in the crowd, because you know you'll have some like super awesome, like cool character, and the cosplayer is like decked out to oblivion. Like there's like uh, one Genos from uh, One Punch Man cosplayer, and that guy balls to the ball. Like he's got like I don't know, like some like masterful uh craftsmanship he's got like steam coming oh out of this is he's shane like, oh, i know shane yeah, <laughs> i know okay. shane <laughs> shout, shout out to full health cosplay <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah and you know he may end up losing to like i don't know freaking oran host club because there's an army of uh oran host club fans who whose high pitch overwhelms the uh, the pitch of a normal man, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's like exactly what you said. It's like, there's, nobody cares about what you actually are. It is pure, like, what feeling do you invoke into, like, the audience member? And it's just like, like you said, like, Shane, full health cosplay. He makes a great, like, Genos. It's literally, like, fully mechanical. Like, it's engineered to move. He wears sclera lenses, like, smoke comes out of him, and it's not, like, somebody, like, smoking a vape and, like, blowing it out behind him. No, it, it's... like, lights up. It, like, steam comes out of the, uh, like, you know, wherever the hell they come out of. <laughs> right, and then, like, God forbid, somebody, like, will cosplay from, like, the most popular series at the time, and they're like, oh my god, I love him! I have to cheer for him! Ah! And, like, literally, <laughs> Shane's work goes out the window, <laughs> And he does not make it through Deathmatch. But, like, I think what I like about Deathmatch is that it brings back that, like, pureness of the con scene. Because it's kind of like, hey, you are who you are. But, like, we're just here for, like, just to come together and just, like, geek out about, like, whatever we want. Right. It's just pure entertainment, really. Like, some of my, like, longest friends um, I've met through the uh, cosplay game scenes. Like, some of them I've known for, like, quite a few years now like uh like my friends uh ricky i met through uh cosplay uh cosplay deathmatch and uh we were dubbed team uh team dolphin for a very uh strange 
uh, team up that uh, we ended up being. That was insanity. Because <laughs> that was my first and probably last Anime Boston. And oh, yeah, that was that year. <laughs> that was the year to have Anime Boston. The metal detector year. Metal detector. I felt like I was going through TSA and I didn't have pre-check, yes, so I couldn't run awful. through. It was terrible that year. That was like the worst year I could have remembered. <laughs> like your entire body. And I felt so bad because like, oh, you guys like traveled out there. I was like, oh, guys, I'm so sorry. Oh, we fully did. And then we watched because I was like, oh, what do you do at like Anime Boston? And you were like, oh, just come to like Deathmatch. And I was like, what? Deathmatch? That's insane. So then like I passed by and I was like, oh, Dan's on stage. This is interesting now. And then like as I watched to like understand how Deathmatch operates, I was like, wait, he just stands there. And then he gets the applause, and then he moves on. And then, I forget, like, did you and Ricky go up against each other, or? Yeah, so, yeah. the first round, uh, like, I just I had just met Ricky that day. Right. Uh, and, uh, we're kind of just backstage. Oh, dude, you totally got it, because he was cosplaying somebody from Free. Right. Also, a very well-built man. Mm-hmm. Ricky is a sexy beast. And, uh, he, uh... Uh, he and I were just uh, talking backstage. Oh, you know, you know, trying to go over. All right, if you win, we can do this. If I win, we can do this. But I'm pretty sure you're gonna win. No, no, dude, you totally got this in the bag, man. It's like, no, man, look at you. You're beautiful. You know, just going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then, um, deathmatch has like the rules depending on you know the con, and who's hosting it. Uh, you're allowed to have team ups where the crowd, if they so well please, uh choose to have the two opponents team up and that's actually what ended up happening mm-hmm. and then later on in the, uh, the rounds another uh friend of mine now like i had met that uh at that time uh dan uh Juvenucci, also known as contra dan cosplay shout out to him uh he was cosplaying uh, zangief at the time yes 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 and uh there was a round where we were going up against each other so it was ricky and i dan and uh you know zangief uh, and Dan, Dan, is, Dan is equally like in like mass size the both of you combined which I thought was like a funny thing to watch as an oh, audience yeah. member Dan is a <laughs> very large man he powers over both, the both of us and you know he's in like literally just underwear and uh, you know knee pads and boots as Zangief yeah. and uh, Ricky steps up to him and starts taking off his jacket and as you know <laughs> he erupts a uh uh, erupts a reaction from the crowd and you know dan is already shirtless and they're kind of going, going toe-to-toe and i'm kind of just standing there in my small like volleyball shirt i'm just like i gotta do something uh i guess i'll join in on this i rip my shirt off and i join the fray <laughs> and uh the crowd just goes nuts and they want all three of us to team up even though like you know they're going to team up what he made but the crowd demanded it like oh no these guys have to be team like the shirtless team it's gotta happen oh, and uh we also had like a blow up dolphin at the time and we were done <laughs> dolphin for the rest of the like the weekend the whole weekend I, I think it was like it was great because it's like when you and ricky first went up like you, they were like no we want them both to move on and you're like what it's like they're both gonna move on i guess <laughs> like the judge is just like that's what's happening and then ricky had the plastic dolphin and then you both wrote it off stage yeah, i like wrote vivid, it off stage. <laughs> like yeah. like ricky has on in front and then you're like he's like there's room enough for another in the back and you're like okay sick and then you you come straddle <laughs> the dolphin from behind you ride off you you fully ride off stage left and i'm just like did that just happen and then like i look at like the craziest stuff that does happen like you know the team ups or like because you can't you can't predict it you know like anything anything truly fully goes and and it's just like it's it's just so funny because it's like the unpredictability of it really is what makes it such like the premier event to go and it's like it's funny because a lot of people can go to these like more professional events where it's like the masquerade. Yeah, like the masquerade are beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's like legit. Like, that's where like if Shane wanted to enter, like Shane could probably win like hands down. Like, he's like, I made this. I learned engineering. Versus like if he shows up on deathmatch and people are like, we just want to scream. Can we just scream like just savages? And but then like and like full on masquerade is like, hmm. Look at this scene. I see a him. That's nice. Mm, let's see. Oh, yeah. I see fragging. Mm, I don't think that'll pass. <laughs> like, 
And then, like, full-on deathmatch is just, like, children screaming, like, go! Like, you're just like, what is happening? Like, it's two polar opposites. People forget that we actually didn't win that year. Like, uh, a lot of people (laughs) thought that we won. Like, Anime Boston, like, the following year, when they were uh, advertising deathmatch they announced us oh you know come see previous winners like uh team dolphin and all this stuff it's, and they were like uh we didn't win <laughs> and, and the person who uh who had one was a uh okay so we lost to mama elric i and, thought uh, you won no we didn't i was in attendance <laughs> we didn't win. Yeah, like people I, like definitely thought we won but we did not we actually lost to uh a Mama Elric, who <laughs> was assisted by a Deadpool cosplayer. That's insane. Deadpool, Deadpool had just came out that year, so Deadpool was like at its peak, you know, mm-hmm. at its peak popularity at the time. Right. So uh, it was. Uh, so they were announced the winners was uh, Mama uh, Mama Elric and Deadpool oh. uh, had beaten Team Dolphin, but you know, I guess people did not remember that happening. So oh, I. I... <laughs> Like, fully blacked out of my memory, because I literally do not remember that. Like, I remember seeing you, Ricky, and the other Dan, and then, like, for whatever reason, my memory blacks out from Mama Elric. I attended the entire event, and all I remember was, like, seeing all three of you on stage, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, they won. (laughs) And that's how I have it fully established in my memory. No, that was just our, you know, our stage presence, probably. yeah. That's it. You guys were a fan favorite. And even to the point where the con thought you guys were the full winners. Just insane. Uh, it was funny. That was wild. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, the cosplay games are, are awesome. Because, like, you know, I also like, you know, to perform, I guess, you know. Yeah. Make it the, like, make things look entertaining. Make things look good. Oh, yeah. You fully, like, like play on the play aspect of cosplay which i think is phenomenal at like the risk of your entire body but you still do it like i i think like one of the first times i ever saw you before we worked at the haiku cafe together was like anime next and you were like you were like playing volleyball this is like back 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 at the old location and like you were playing location best location missed that like no other and like you were bringing back I I wish, but no, we will be stuck in Atlantic City for the next few years, and I will continue to make day trips and just literally go drink at the casino. That's all I really do down there. <laughs> and, like, you fully were out there, like, yelling rolling thunder, rolling around in the grass, like, high-fiving people, full energy. And I was like, I looked, and I was like, man, that's a lot of dedication. I just want to look pretty sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was a wild time. And I remember that particular uh, con was, like, where we met so many of the uh, Haikyuu Cafe people before we knew them. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, insane. Uh, Like, it was literally, like, everybody that year who was doing Haikyuu Cafe attended that convention in Haikyuu Cosplay, more or less. I wasn't in it, but, like, I remember seeing almost everybody that was the staff. (laughs) When we were going through pictures, like, everybody was just going through pictures that we all had of that con. And we're like, oh, look, I actually took a picture with so-and-so, like, back then. Like, I'll have a picture of, like, Cheryl, like, somewhere, like, in there. Or, uh, I remember Taff had asked me for a photo. I was like, oh, Taff, look, it's you. Or, uh, Samson. You know, shout uh, out to Samson. Samson. God bless him. Oof. And, uh, I remember I had, like, dragged this poor person, like, like onto the uh, the field to take a picture, and you know Samson being Samson, say so I don't really want to. Oh well, you're coming. You <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then you know several months later, oh look Samson, it's you. Remember when I made you take that picture, <laughs> and I had no idea who you are. <laughs> like we weren't friends at the time. <laughs> no, we barely knew each other, and I I think like that was the funniest thing because it's like for us like because cosplay the community itself is so small like sometimes like we'll see people at a con and we're like oh i don't know i'll see you probably at the next convention da, 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 da. but like it was so small for like that one point in time that we literally ended up working with each other and like literally serving guests at a cafe in full cosplay and like to this day like we still have a group chat between everybody in the cafe and i'm just like wow life is strange that's insane insane yeah. And, like, even at the cafe, you 
you hammed it up as Nishinoya. You and Mark. I don't know where Mark is anymore. <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark has wherever left. you are, man. Come back. I miss you so much. Mark, you have left this plane of existence somewhere, but I know you will just like reappear. People don't believe me that you exist. Every time I mention Mark, they just think I'm talking about a uh, non-existent person. Like, damn, Mark's not real. Why do you keep talking about this, Mark? Stop. <laughs> no, he's real. He's real somewhere. Remember? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> like like the last time I saw Mark was like two years ago at like Anime New York City and like he was hanging out with a uh, name and I was like I passed by I was like Mark holy shit you're alive and then I never saw Mark ever again so it feels like I'm in the twilight zone and like I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like saw me and was like Joe you're just talking the air and I'm just like no I, 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 I swear <laughs> this entire time <laughs> like, like, like all the pictures I have with Mark are actually just me <laughs> Like, like, if somebody fully, like, just saw the video, but, like, the photos by themselves, like, there's nobody there, Dan. Why are you screaming by yourself? Yeah, are you're you just... just flexing by yourself. <laughs> like, in a full cafe, it's like, no, Dan, you manhandled that one table by yourself. I don't know what you're talking about. You're yeah, like, I was very impressed. You're like, what? <laughs> oh, I miss him. But it's like, yeah, like, because it's like you guys, like, Tanaka and Ishinoya, like, both of them had such a, like, strong dynamic in, like, the anime and even the manga, obviously. And, like, you guys carry that in real life. And, like, all, I remember, like, our entire cafe, you guys were the cafe favorites, hands down. They were like, we want them. Sit us at our table. Now. <laughs> Let them scream in my ears. Now. <laughs> like, okay, I'm gonna go get them. Mia's, like, the quietest character. Like, me and Jenny, like, having to, like, not talk the entire time. Because we're like, we can't be ourselves. Uh, <laughs> so we're just oh, like, mm. <laughs> I think that's the last time I saw Mark was at Jenny's cursed birthday. <laughs> at that. Which one? In that... There's so many cursed <laughs> the birthdays. In, like, the one in that, like, crack house. <laughs> Okay, yes. That I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> that that would be one of the few times I've ever seen Yeah, Mark, where we all slept. Of all places, that's where Mark was. Like Mark came to that of all places. <laughs> For whatever reason, he came to a place with broken down couches. We all fully slept over. I fully mounted like Taft the next morning to wake her up and whispered I mean, sweet nothings like in her ear. Everywhere. <laughs> I feel like we do that every chance you get. Oh, I sh- no, just just sweet, sweet nothings in her little ear, and she's like, "Get off of me!" I'm like, "No." I'm pretty sure I have videos of some of those oh, somewhere. Dan, no, like different places. Yeah, <laughs> you should it. There, I think there's one at Nico's house. No, don't share that. We got to take a break, anyways. Yeah, no, literally. And we're back! <laughs> so anyways, Dan, tell us, what got you to start attending conventions? Um, you know, I just, being a nerd, I always kind of, like, you know, had interest in the, like, this kind of environment. But I didn't know, like, you know, if one, like, existed. Like, Anime Boston, I, I kind of, like, heard of from, like, through friends, but, you mm-hmm. know, being, uh, uh, a high school uh, kid, like not like I can easily get there, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, growing up with uh, strict Asian parents, you know, they're not gonna take you anywhere. So oh. I never, I, I uh, didn't attend my first uh, inner boss in, until I was probably like eighteen, like after I had already graduated. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just checking it out, and uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's just like what you can actually go to like a place where there are people like the same thing you do because you know like growing up in high school you know kids suck and uh oh. it's really hard to uh express yourself if you're a nerd because you know it's all you know popularity and you know sports and stuff so uh you know being uh, a nerd who likes you know anime star wars star trek you know whatever right. uh was kind of uh you know laughed upon mm-hmm. and uh you know, finding a place like this was like kind of like uh, like a safe haven. Like, oh wow, I can do this. I can meet other people who like the same thing, and not have to hide it. And uh, you can uh, 
I like I started like you know I saw cause first time. It's like wow, you know, like you guys can just like wear this around and you guys like really don't uh, care what, what people think because you know the other people is us. You know, like you know mm-hmm. we're the other people and like we think it's cool. So you know, cosplaying is you know a uh, a cool thing to do. I know. And I think. Yeah. And I think you know, uh, you know, a few years going forward, I started you know trying to get into it myself. So you know, maybe I'll cosplay. You know, because at first I didn't, mm-hmm. and then I kind of got into it. It's like, wow, this is actually really fun. Uh, uh, being able to cosplay, not being judged negatively. Right. But instead, you know, being met with other people who are ex- who are as excited as you are for you know whatever you're doing. Oh, fully. Now, here's my question. Did you go to your first Anime Boston by yourself, or did you go with friends? I went with friends, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, some of my uh, oldest friends, uh, I think Andy, uh, me and him, I think our first year, we uh, drove down like each day to, mm-hmm. to be there. Yeah. You know, this is before we, co- we were cosplaying because, you know, we didn't have to, like, get dressed there or anything, and we could have just showed up. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, we. I went with friends, um, and then I think there was a. I can't remember what year it was. I think two thousand. I want to say. I want to say two thousand and twelve. Um, anime Boston. That's when I got into like my first like full out cosplay like you know one that i really tried on because i did like a few here and there kind of just like yeah. half-assed it like i did a tuxedo mask with sneak and uh... you and these sneakers this is your legacy <laughs> like sneakers everywhere at the most inappropriate time yeah you can i'm pretty sure like the pictures are still out there somewhere i have me, the photos like, uh, tuxedo mask cosplay like the mask didn't even like stay on me i had a hold because you know the strap broke or something and uh if you got a picture of me below the knees, you'll see my freaking gray Converse. They were gray Converse. I swear to God, they why didn't did you wear black ones? I didn't. Ha- I didn't own black Converse. I didn't have black Converse. Damn, what is what is your problem? I just wore whatever <laughs> shoes I own. You know, listen. Like, you didn't have a I one pair. I'm not, I'm not about that money life. One <laughs> pair of dress wore whatever shoes. Whatever shoes I own. One pair of dress I shoes. <laughs> I didn't have dress <laughs> First, you wear bands to a wedding, fully with orange laces, and then <laughs> your first. No, those were also chucks. I swear to God. <laughs> and then fully first costume, tuxedo mask, and my converses. <laughs> Shout. That's all I had, man. That's all I had. And then I think 2012 was when I, you know, I put like. A uh, real effort into like a cosplay, but I also wanted to keep it simple because you know I'm a man of few talent. Like oh. I can put together like a huge you know armor plated thing. I'm not a seamstress either, so my sewing at the time was very limited. Oh, yo, big uh, mood because all I can do really is bake a potato and fry some eggs. So it's like let alone <laughs> make a full whole set of armor. Yeah. So I did um so I did Kiyosoma that year for 2012 and that ended up being a big hit like more than i thought because uh i was kind of clueless at the time i wore them because you know oh this is gonna be a simple cosplay it's you know a t-shirt and like a pair of pants mm-hmm. and like i just dyed my hair you sure and i think that's when i started dying my i think that's when i started you know dying my hair like a lot for cosplays like starting with uh keo and like you know i think i think the only thing i made was like the bracelet right but uh anyway like I kind of picked him because, oh, this is kind of like a minor character, not knowing that Keo is probably like <laughs> the character that every little prepubescent child that like lusted over that man because everybody could care about anybody else on that show. Keo came yeah, in. Yeah, I thought it was like, okay, you know, freaking uh, Yuki no. is the uh, the main main guy. It's like, that's cool. I don't want to be, you know, a front man or anything. I just, I'll pick a side character. And I thought, you know, reading it at the time, I thought Kyo was a side character, but no, no, I didn't make it to the end of the book. No, you sure <laughs> messed up big time. You were the star of the show the moment you entered that con, probably. And uh, that's when I uh, met Nicole. I met Nicole at a cosplay fest that year. Nicole and I believe Charlene too. Yeah, because we're all in cosplay chess match, which is another game that I very much. Um, 
uh, uh, love to participate in. Please explain cosplay chess. Because anytime anybody mentions cosplay chess, you know what I imagine? I imagine, you know, like in Harry Potter, where like he has to... Wizard's chess? Yes, like, ah, to enter the Chamber of Secrets, you have to play Wizard's chess. That's probably the best way to uh, describe it. It's very much Wizard's chess, where, um, you know, we have a couple of the, uh, the hosts play as, you know, each player, and they control a board with uh, uh, different characters on it, you know, depending on the theme. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of like a death match where, you know, they fight and kill each other, but you know, more, uh, a lot more planned out instead of, you know, doing it by... Uh, uh, Screams. Applause, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's a little bit more control. It's more controlled that way. But do people, anybody, like, ever go, Knight to A6, like... <laughs> Or do they just yeah. like, hey, can you just yeah. walk up two spaces? <laughs> yeah, it really depends on who the player is. And yes, you know, we'll have a host who does do, you know, uh, like, I don't know, a la carte to A6, you know, whoever the hell the character is to mm-hmm. whatever. And then we'll have like the lazier ones who are like, hey, orange boy, <laughs> move up two spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would absolutely lose it, but okay. I, <laughs> my mind is racing. I was just because I've never asked about cosplay chess. I'm gonna derail us really fast. Has anybody ever walked up? Is like, hey, you want like some Hershey kisses? And they like just like gave people like candy while they were like on cosplay chess. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> one of the things they encourage you to do oh. uh, is kind of like you know play to your characters, you uh-huh. know, and, you know, interact with each other on the board and, you know, interact with the crowd, you know, yeah. as much as they can, because, you know, they can't really, you don't, you know, you don't have a live mic, so, you know, you have to do what you can to, like, keep yourself entertained. Right. But also, yeah, it's mostly, you know, to keep yourself entertained, to, you know, also keep the crowd entertained in between, you know, the, uh, the dialogues, because, you know, if you're not doing that, literally you're just standing up there. You just see somebody so. just slap another person on stage and you're like, what's going on? Yeah. It's like they're in character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's just a exactly hard slap. You're just, you know, it's just uh, they they encourage you to, you know, be in character and you know, kind of uh, play off of each other because otherwise you're literally just standing there for who knows how long until your move is called. And uh, there have been plenty of times where you'll be up there and you don't move once, <laughs> or like you know, you don't have a, or you don't even get to like be killed. You literally there the entire event not i would hate that there the entire time yes oh it sucks. my uh, god like uh it sucks for those people and i feel like usually i've had you know i wouldn't say you know I, dying is not a bad thing either at least if you get killed you get to you know act out a fight right so and i've had you know the uh pleasure of being killed you know many a times like <laughs> I've even gone through a table, like, at my own. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're just like, yo, can I get WWE SmackDown right now? You're yeah, the Undertaker, no, I'm like, Rey uh, Mysterio. Go. Gotten... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I built a table specifically to use for the cosplay events, Damn. and I have been through one before, so. What the hell? <laughs> Hey, it's for the it's it's for the fans, man. You Anything know, it's, it's, for the audience. For the yes, exactly. That's exactly. I it. am the actor. <laughs> oh my! And I remember, I remember when I did that. I can't remember if that was chess or if that was deathmatch. But either way, like uh, a host legitimately thought I died. Like, uh, <laughs> he because uh, I went through it and I did not move because like at, at that end of the fight, uh, the uh, the zombies come out and get you. And uh, like uh, the zombie horde comes to get you. So wild. I was waiting for the zombie horde, and the zombie <laughs> horde never. <laughs> the, the, zombie the paramedics came. To, yeah, I'm waiting for them to cue me to get off stage because you know once the, the zombie horde comes to get you, you know you exit, you know you exit the stage. But they didn't. Uh, they never came for me. So I'm kind of just laying there. I look straight up. Billy's like looking straight down at me. My eyes are open. Where being like, but I'm not moving. And he's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> i didn't move and i'm just looking straight up at him and then i finally like hey somebody coming to get me and he's like oh thank god i thought you were dead you fl- 
you're like i have trained myself to stop breathing for all of a minute i'm going to make this as realistic as possible to the point that your partner is like he's dead i killed the man he weighs all of 100 pounds fuck uh, oh my god yeah um it really depends on you know how well it's too like uh like i've done some help with the uh the plan for chess and at other cons uh uh-huh. myself you know just to make sure all right you know i don't want every single character to like uh, I, I don't want too many characters to just be able to like do nothing you know like right i want everybody to get a piece of the action one way or another you know mm-hmm. whether it's be killed or they get a fight scene or you know they get part they're in part of the plot right something otherwise you know it really sucks for the people who are up there for like an hour and a half just to stand there just to stand there can you imagine i was like I was like, because it's like, I guess like at Masquerade, you're like, you're like, oh, look at the judges. Like, hey, like, this is what I'm about. But like, you're literally like backstage all day. Like you, you waste, I wouldn't say you waste. For me, it's a waste. But like, it's like, you're literally investing your time to be like, I hope I win this. And like, usually there's a cash prize. But like, versus like cosplay chess, where it's just for fun, pure entertainment Mm -hmm. for everybody involved. You don't get really anything outside of it, but like helping to add the ambiance and the fun that people come to this con for. And it's just like, oh no, I stood there for an hour. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you want to like act a fool standing in that corner. Like if somebody, oh my God. Oh, oh, wait. If somebody did the crazy cat lady from The Simpsons and all they did was just throw cats like randomly, but all they did was stand there, I'd pay yeah. good money. I would pay 20 bucks listen, front seat. That is why like, they encourage you to say, hey, listen, like, you know, play the character, play, you know, interact with the other board members uh, because, you know, if the, you know, if you end up just standing there the entire match, it's going to suck for you. So, you know. Right. Get the most out of it, I guess, you know. Ham it up a little bit. Have right. fun with it. Have fun with it. I forget what else I did. Yeah, like like when I was Noya, I'm just like screaming at everybody on the board. Oh, fully. Talking like the biggest smack, you know. You are so wild. Because it's like, I think the wildest thing is that like you really go out of your way to embody these characters. And then like usually this is you. Like this, you're just like very chill, very mellow. But like in Nishino, you are full on screaming at people. <laughs> just like, and they're just like, and nobody's against it because they're like, it's Nishinoya. That's what he does. He's very loud. He just wants to just do shit. And you're like, okay, cool. And then Dan is just like, hmm. I like ate a hot pocket today and I played some video games. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, a loud person. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And so I was like, I guess like, from like your first, like how did you evolve to the Dan today? From like your first like few like experiences? Cause like obviously like I've had that same experience where like in my first few years, like I was just the con goer not necessarily the cosplayer. And then, like, over the years, I was like, mm, you know, a lot of people seem to do this. A lot of people seem to enjoy this. Let me, like, participate. But I guess, like, what I'm more interested from you is, like, hearing, like, how, like, you went from casual con-goer to cosplayer to, like, full-on, like, embracing the character, not giving a shit, and, like, just doing it. Um, I would have to say it's probably when I started doing the games because, uh, you know, as a casual congo or you're not dressed up at all yeah. and then you know as a casual cosplayer you're just you know wearing you know whatever and uh oh, yeah, yeah. you're just wearing it you're not you know doing much else and then but as the as uh an event participant you know like i said they encourage you to be more in character versus mm-hmm. kind of just like yourself sitting in a costume right and um i feel like it's a lot more fun to kind of like embrace a character or you know get a chance to I guess either, you know, be someone else or not so much be someone else, but be, you know, emulate a character that you enjoy. Right. Which is also like a lot of fun. Like I did uh, Kogias one year and we did a family feud, which is very fun. And uh, we had like, you know, a whole team of Kogias cosplayers versus, you know, team. And uh, I was Lelouch. And uh, all I had to do was just be a huge dick to uh the rest of my teams <laughs> with steve uh, harvey moderating the entire thing yeah so like you know my friends uh 
my friend Soph was uh, Rolo, a very hated character apparently. <laughs> and all I had to do was treat him like a terrible big brother, just yelling at him the entire time. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. <laughs> just, just berating okay. people <laughs> in the good nature. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, it gives it gives you a chance to, like, I don't know, be someone different, I guess. Yeah. Versus, you know, somebody that you, you know, who you usually are, like, you know, your everyday life. Right. And it's, like, for, like, most cosplayers, like, what I always feel is, like, the moment that, like, they put on the costume in, like, some way, shape, or form, like, it can be as simple as just putting the outfit on. Like, you feel a little bit more empowered uh, to just go outside of your, like, comfort zone, you know, whether that's, like, being a little bit more extroverted, you know, acting more like that character, or like even oh yeah, it definitely some... gives you like a swagger for sure. And like even like at cons, like some people will just be like, I put on the outfit on. Hey, it's like a nice icebreaker. Like I can just like talk to whoever because I'm like, I don't care. I'm a man wearing a skirt. <laughs> Who cares? Like <laughs> I'm gonna do it. But hey, and you know, you're in the environment where it's okay to do so. Like right. imagine doing that, like you know, at the bus stop or you know oh yeah like a walk or something you'll get like all these like weird look oh yeah we are not there as a society i was sure but i mean like meanwhile me fully in cosplay taking public transportation to go to like new york city events i'm like this oh, is yeah. a nightmare I've done that. I've done that. <laughs> we're, we're taking public transit in full costume because you know oh my god we're poor and can't afford to Oh, I wish hotels at the time. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could get a hotel or I wish my ass could like Uber into the city, but I was like, I'm going to take public transportation. Me and like a full on like Archer from Fate Stay Night cosplay, white wig, everything is like red leather. I like borrowed some pieces from my friend Robin, uh Phoenix Robin. And like I literally like hopped on the bus and like I was so like in myself because I was like, Oh, I spent so long putting this on, I almost kind of forgot that I was in it. Until, like, I, like, tried to look at my phone. I was like, oh, my hair is white. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, this is what everybody else is seeing. They must think, this is insane. Um, but luckily, just kind of, like, scurried my way. I was just like, mm, I don't want to talk to anybody. Let me just go to the con <laughs> as right. fast as humanly possible. It's like, you guys should see drag queens constantly now in New York City. By now, like, you should know the deal. Like, people are just dressed up crazy. Like, <laughs> they sometimes just want to do it. Some people just, you know, aren't as accepting. Oh, no. And, or, like, my favorite is, like, when, like, the people get, like, brave and they ask, like, so what are you? And it's, like, usually, like, an older person. Almost always, it's an older person. And they yeah. just want to know to know. They don't care. They just want to know. And, like, it's right. great because you'll tell them and they'll be like, I don't know where that's from. And it's just, like, I didn't expect you to. It's like, mm, yeah. but I'm interested. And you're like, no. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> you do not want to be but part of honestly, this. Honestly, <laughs> I would prefer that over people kind of like taking pictures like you know from a distance like oh look at these fucking weirdos oh uh, versus somebody actually coming up to you and asking oh what are you doing right but like that any you know any day i've i fully in my many years of doing like attending cons i now am that cosplayer where it's like i don't care anymore if i see you sniping i will walk up to you and be like do you want a photo <laughs> like i will yeah. i will they're like oh what's going on the costumes person's talking to me it's like i'm not a fictional character i can pose for you <laughs> you caught me yeah, eating a sandwich true. and drinking a coke it's not sexy i can give you a better photo that you can show your friends <laughs> just like okay <laughs> Yeah, and I feel, and like, you know, a lot of times they probably don't know you can do that. It's like, listen, if you ask me, if you want a photo, I can give you a good photo. You know, you don't need a, you don't need a picture of, you know, half my face, you know, trying to hide me picking my nose or something. Like, you can get a nice pose of what I am, because, you know, sometimes people do like what you are wearing, but they just don't know how to go about asking. It's insane. Like, oh, you know, oh, I love, you know, The Flash or, you know, mm-hmm. Batman or whatever you're cosplaying at the time. And, uh, but they're kind of just like taking a picture very stealthily, but, you know, not really helping anybody. And I'm like, just, just ask. Trust me, cosplayers love to show off their costumes. We don't, we don't dress up like this for fun. Just like drag queens in some way, shape, and form, we are a little bit narcissistic. We want that little bit of photo. We like that little bit of gratitude. We we like that somebody appreciates what we put the effort into putting on. And so mm-hmm. the last thing we want is like a shitty photo. And it's like, 
it's like it doesn't it doesn't benefit any party but i also like at the same time understand like some people are like you know i just didn't want to bother you or like i didn't know how to go about it and i'm just like yo just a simple question goes a long way yeah yeah man it's insane ah i the amount of time i remember literally yelling at somebody like anime expo (laughs) <laughs> like a few <laughs> years ago because i was like in the middle of a crowd and i saw them snipe i was like you want a photo <laughs> like me fully Same in way. heels in a petticoat <laughs> screaming halfway like across the convention hall it's like i the person was like maybe like a solid 20 foot away but like i made direct eye contact with them screamed at them <laughs> and it was, they were like yes and i was like okay come here <laughs> yeah I, mean, I feel like that's gotten better at least you know within like the convention because yeah. you know it's okay to ask somebody for fun, but you know, some people, you know, whether they're shy or whatever, don't know how to go about asking, but like, you know, you're in a safe environment where you can ask for, uh, you know, people to take their pictures. And you know, like you said, cosplayers love that, you know? Yeah. Like uh, some people, you know, you can be like me, who you know, you don't care one way or the other or somebody like takes your photo. Right. But there are people who are like, if they don't get a photo taken, or like the weekend like they are livid and oh you know, yeah to like, the, each to each their own absolutely like, yeah. some people like, there are hard. people who are like that where yeah. it's like oh god i worked on this for you know several hours and not a single person wanted to take my photo and right. you know people do, and people do take that personally and i'm just like no the, like i i guess it was like for us it was different back in the day because it was like we grew up like in like as social media was emerging. So it's like, when you went to a con back in the day, it was literally like, these are the people you'll see next year. <laughs> like, you pray that you saw your same friend that you saw at, like, Hall D, and you were just like, I'll see you next con? And they're like, yeah. And you're like, what's your next con? And they'll be like, I only go to this one. I was like, I'll see you in a year, friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, like, there are some friends who, like, you don't see unless you're going to a con. Like... You know, I think the last couple of years, like, I don't see you until, you know, we're at a time. But, yeah. you know, but uh, I do try to make an effort to actually come out and see you yes. when I get the chance, which is always magical. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you're able to, like, you know, meet friends, like, uh, like going through this stuff, and you're able to keep in touch with them going forward. That's always the best. Right. And I think, like, one of you know, Yeah, go. Yeah, because like I said, you know, I've met some of my, you know, longtime friends through going to cons, and some of them I hang out uh, with, you know, on like a regular, like a regular basis, you know, like I saw Dan, like literally last weekend for my birthday, because, you know, we sure we met at a con, you know, we actually, or, you know, I guess you could say real friends. Yeah, it's it's not like just friends. friends you see. Yeah, because there's, there's friends, and then there's you know, people you're friendly with. There's acquaintances. There's, there's a there, yeah. <laughs> there is a fine line between who your friends are and people who you're friendly with. Or like, sure, I'll see like all these people at the cons who I see who I've seen in at previous cons, and we're always friendly. You know, I'll grab lunch with them or whatever. But right. you know, outside the con, I'd probably never see them. You right? <laughs> that that is literally my life <laughs> all the time. And, but, like, I think that's, like, the great thing about cons is, like, it brings people of, like, common interests together in, like, one area. And, like, it's, like, always funny because my sister, like, tried to understand, like, when I was going to cons. She's like, why do you go to cons? I don't understand this. She was like, I'm appreciative of what you're doing. It seems good for you. But she's like, explain it to me in terms I'll understand. And I was like, okay, uh, listen, uh, Carmen, uh, you know how people go to a bar and they love sports and, like, they get around together and they're just like, yeah, let's, let's watch a bunch of teens in college football just pummel each other and then put money in fantasy football against them and you're like yeah and i'm like yeah it's kind of the same thing are you ready for some football (laughs) 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 it's kind of like the same thing it's like you you all go to a sports bar to watch like whatever sport is playing and you're just like yeah so everybody in that arena has a common interest she's like yeah i get that same thing at a con. The only difference is that occasionally there are cosplayers sprinkled throughout and nobody asks us, nobody pays us really until as of recently. And like, we are just there, <laughs> like just existing, having fun just to break the ice. And she's like, oh, I get it. And like, 
it's funny because I've also had this conversation with like my other she's not my biological sister but she's a sister to me um because she's more of a metalhead and she was like it's like I kind of understand it now like she's like you find your you kind of find your tribe in a sense and you find people that you relate to very strongly with and so that's why like these communities are so important like these subculture communities because it makes you feel like hey I'm not weird for back in the day watching three-part anime on YouTube yeah. and, like, torrenting, like, everything and getting viruses on these computers. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> no, other people, like, outside of, like, my, like, current high school grade, like, did this too. But, like, I just had to find those people. And I wasn't going to find them just, like, kind of just, like, going about life. I had to find them at the convention in a week. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's another crazy thing too. Like, uh... You know, touching back on, you know, back when we were in high school, you know, being the nerd was kind of like, you know, laughed upon. Oh you didn't think there was a lot of people with, uh, with you know, similar interests or like, you know, the people who have similar interests were kind of like few and far in between. Yes. Um, and like now, like 2019, it's like cool to be the nerd now. What a fucking turn of events. Like, now it's like, oh. it's so cool. It's like, oh, what? You like comic books too? Oh, you play video games? You know, now you're the cool. And like, you know, we're the one making fun of people who like sports. You know? It's insane. I so think... that's how the tables have turned. And then you also find out like these people who are like, you know, okay, like you said, you know, your own uh, high school uh, age group. Who, who were also into these things and you'd have no idea until Whatever. you know this community has you know come around way later it's, it's like it's Nuts. like insane because it's like you you definitely see it like anime's like influence at least in society because it's like back in the day like everybody had like this like pre-exposure like even my sister and like i grew up with my sister very closely like she like when i was making the cover art for this um podcast i asked her i was like what do you recognize from like the cover art and she's like i know the sailor moon tiara i know pokemon and like i kind of know the straw hat and i was like you've never watched one piece how do you know what the straw hat is and i was like you know what (laughs) i don't care you know it that's all i know (laughs) and so but it's like it's like funny because it's like watching like this like generations like of athletes look up to like dragon ball z for example like they literally a lot of people just got big because they watched dragon ball z as a child like i want to be like goku and you're like okay cool so mm-hmm. they go to the gym oh no that's also nuts too like you'll have like uh nfl players like i've I watched like you know some other youtube channels well like, they'll bring like pro athletes on mm-hmm. and like oh you know like what are your interests and like they're like huge just you know like oh you know like you said like drop oh, it I, I saw Goku and I wanted to train to be like Goku and now I play professional football because you know, <laughs> insanity and it's like it's like we've gotten to the point like as a society where like we see Michael B. Jordan of all people that fine ass man put out oh, a man. coach Naruto collaboration and it's not subtle it is like on one jacket there's a two foot tall Sasuke chilling in the back and you're just like we live in an age where, like, at this point, like, it wasn't, it's not weird to, like, anime in any way, shape, or form. Like, it's, like, hilariously, like, the norm now, it kind of feels like. Yeah. And, like, it's funny because, you know, what it was, you know, versus how it was, like, like, not even 10, 20 years. It wasn't even, yeah, it's insane. It's, like, barely 10, like, I, I feel like almost. And, like, watching, I think my favorite thing is, like, watching like Dungeons and Dragons itself kind of have this like renaissance in like the media's eye because it's like I Dan you probably know this for a fact like back in the day when you said Dungeons and Dragons all I remembered were like my image went to like snot-nosed kids like playing in the basement there's like one little light bulb hanging over the table and they were just rolling dice across like some map their friend like Rebecca drew and she's like I'm really invested in this and I'm the DM and you're like okay girl you do you um and but like now jokes on you girls didn't play Dungeons and Dragons back then she was like the one that was allowed but like but but like nowadays that's like another play on it too it's just like the uh the this misconception Inception, that you right. know, girls didn't play games. Like, even kind of today, like, they're saying, oh, girls don't play games. And, like, you know, right. lo and behold, they're, like, huge into, like, Dungeons & Dragons 2. They play Absolutely. video games, too. It's insane. And I was just like, 
because it's like it's like still we're kind of like dealing with that stigma now i feel like it's like one of those things that's gonna take a while we need like a few generations to pass on before like we can be like this is how it is guys they play games they exist yeah. <laughs> you just gotta let it happen i'm sure like i'm sure once all the boomers are dead we'll be fine we'll be fine that's that's what i'm waiting for and we'll be like oh Cause it's really just live. them who are like you know oh you kids play too much video game it's, it's like, like okay boomer okay <laughs> 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 but but like i think it's like it's like insane because it's like dungeon dragons like you imagine like these little nerds and then all of a sudden like podcasting helped the revival of dungeons and dragons and then all of a sudden like you see like all of these like local like like campaigns you can find on like facebook like facebook groups twitter threads like hey i want to like host a DD night like is would anybody be up for it and like i think like it's like a lot of like commercial success now and it's like i have one friend who will eventually be a guest on this podcast um where she's like very intimately tied to DD, and like she gets like flown out to conventions you know for them and i'm just like back in the day never would have imagined never, this would dude. be hell yeah like, like I remember, like, in high school, like we, like, I was part of D and D club in high school, mm-hmm. and like, I don't even know if they even wanted us to be an official club, you know? Right. And it's just like you guys can just show up after school and play if you, you can use the classroom to play if you want, because you know it's after school, so you guys can do what you want. But if you, I don't know if we could make it like an official club. <laughs> God. But uh, yeah, what? I mean. But yeah, like D and D's gotten. Pretty, like, I'm sure I'm not gonna say gotten, but like you know, has been getting more uh, recognition now, especially with like Critical Role. Uh, Absolutely, I think is the thing right now. Um, and even like celebrities who come out and say that you know they're big on D and D. Like uh, there was uh, that wrestler MJF who came out, you know, with that gym pick when he was like you know in front yes. of like, the gym mirror, saying I don't play D and D. And then like a horde of like other celebrities and like wrestlers who are, like, just as built as he is, are, like, you know, super jacked. Yeah. I play D&D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Oh, man. What a day. You I know li- Vin Diesel plays D&D? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, how are you just going to constantly Diesel, <laughs> Vin Diesel is a huge D&D player. Like, legit. Like, he knows the ins and outs of D&D. What? <laughs> yeah, there was, like, a podcast that somebody had, uh, had shown me about... Vin Diesel talking about D and D, and how like him and his buddies would uh be playing, and uh, his buddy who was a cop at the time or a security guard or something, uh, was like the DM, and they're doing all this stuff, you know, uh, and you know who uh, his buddy would be like, yeah, I'm gonna roll this uh, so I can do this, blah blah yada yada, and they're like, well, you can't do that, no, like that's, I don't think that's part of the rules, and then he pulls out his gun and puts it on the table, and we all look at him, yeah, I guess you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> what what a fucking treat like it's like little things like this where it's like like the little stories it's like vin diesel of all people man of fast and the furious the shiniest head in showbiz is out here playing D and i literally like i was shocked to hear i was like what and so it's, yeah that was something that uh me learning too was like what that's cool as shit that is cool as shit. Oh, good for you mr vin diesel Make another Fast and the Furious movie. Also, put me in it. I don't know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sit in the background. I'll be there. Shout out to Vin Diesel. Shout out you know, to Vin you Diesel. Either, uh, if you need a background character for Tokyo Drift 2, I'm your guy. <laughs> I'll just wave menacingly in the background. <laughs> like, I won't do the, anything. You'll be the flag twirler. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> They're like, we're at bank camp. Like, hey. <laughs> just full on pulling stunts. And by stunts, I mean throwing the stick up and catching it. I can't, can't do anything else. Ah, oh, what what a treat. What a dream. Oh, Dan. Dan, we have been here for an hour. <laughs> Can you believe yeah, that? I feel like I have like we have a lot more to talk about. Too. We do, and eventually I will have you back. <laughs> but cool. Dan. Next you, time I'm on the, you will the, the rise and fall of the anime Boston. <laughs> the rise and fall of the anime Boston. Boston all together goes downhill. Everybody comes to the East Coast. And specifically, New York City and D.C. Uh, but, Dan, do you have anything you'd want to promote? Uh, I mean, not really. Like, I have a Facebook page that I don't use. Yes, you don't. You know, cosplay. <laughs> like, uh, 
cosplays are on there. I think it's also linked to another thing that has a bunch of my my cosplays on there too. It does. Uh, you can probably find clips of YouTube of like me doing uh, cosplay events if you just search the con and year and what event it is. Oh, I don't have the specifics because there's too many. And there's, I don't want like, to waste anybody's time you know, looking for it. There's too many cons that I scream at specifically, mostly Anime Boston. <laughs> oh, Dan, promote your IG, if, even though you don't use it. <laughs> you don't what? even know your own IG handle, do you? Oh, uh, shit. You don't even know it. You hesitated. Uh, <laughs> underscore Torino underscore. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. It's just oh. underscore T U R under. No, it's a, it's underscore T U R E N O underscore. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, Dan, what a good time we had. Now, for my listeners, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, please subscribe and rate this so actually more people can see it. Because you know what? I'm gonna promote this across my channels. But I want other people to know that we can talk about the convention scenes in a way that everybody can understand. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.